Welcome back to Beneath the Maze. I'm your host, B.P. Murray, here tonight with my first State of the Union address. I'd like to give another shout out to the Tobinator, who has been sharing this podcast. Thank you, my friend. Everyone, check him out at the Tobinator, T-O-B-I-N-A-T-O-R. He is another true American patriot like many of us, defenders of freedom. And a shout-out to all who have tuned in and helped share the podcast. This episode is dedicated to you, all of you. So without further ado, let's jump right in to Season 2, Episode 6, The State of the Union. My fellow Americans, we need to take a good hard look at the 2024 election. I posted on social media the importance of New Mexico at the presidential level. As it stands right now, we need one more state to put us over the edge. Look at the map for yourself and you'll notice. It is amazing that of the five major swing states, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, we could win three of them and still lose. We could win Georgia, Wisconsin, and Nevada and still lose the presidency. We would need those three plus one more state, any state. Those three combined with all the rest of the states we won in 2020 would net us 267 electoral votes. We need three more. And the reason I picked these three states is because in the midterm elections, we won at least one statewide race in all three of these states. We won the Nevada governor race, we won a Senate race in Wisconsin, and we won the governor race in Georgia. PA, we did not win. Arizona, we did not either. So any other state would do it. Maybe we could pick off New Hampshire, New Mexico. I doubt we could win Michigan. So this means we need Arizona or PA of the remaining states. And sadly, Arizona and PA have had very shaky results over the past two elections. So I don't think we can count on them. And New Hampshire hasn't voted for Trump once. So I don't think we can count on it. We need to pick off one more. Or focus all of our time and energy and money on winning a big one like Pennsylvania. As, as if our lives depend on it. As if freedom depends on it. Because in all likelihood, it does. And I'll show you how and why. This is where we play the what if game. So let's do it. What if we do not win the House, Senate, or Presidency this election cycle? I truly believe if we do not win at least one of those three this cycle, then it will be the beginning of the end for the American experiment. And that future is possible. Allow me to explain. The Senate map is favorable for the party of freedom this cycle. That's the good news. But it is no certainty that we will win the Senate. And if the left wins the Senate and the presidency and picks up just five House seats, the filibuster is gone. 
the Senate filibuster is gone. And the Supreme Court will be gone shortly thereafter. Take a look at this scenario. There are only two Democrat senators preventing the end of the filibuster right now. Kristen Sinema of Arizona, she's gone. A Republican can win in Arizona, but in theory, so could a Democrat. She declared it as an independent. So she's probably gone. And in theory, a Democrat could win that. The other senator is West Virginia's Joe Manchin. He could lose to a Republican, but that would only net us one senator. We need two in order to take control of the Senate. Right now it's 51 to 49, so assuming the tie-breaking vote goes to a Democrat, VP, then we need to pick up two seats. So let's say that Cinema loses and the Democrat wins in Arizona. And West Virginia's Joe Manchin, let's say, is the only pickup for Republicans this election cycle. And we end up, and say we end up losing the presidential race. Well, that would mean a 50-50 Senate where the Democrat VP is the tie-breaking vote. And all 50 would presumably be in favor of tossing out the filibuster because the two Democrats that opposed it previously would be gone. And so the filibuster would fall. It would be gone. And with a House so evenly split, it is possible that the left would pick that up too or could pick that up too. And with a razor-thin majority in both chambers, the Senate, the House, and the presidency, the left would vote in unison to tear this country down one brick at a time. The Supreme Court gets packed with left-wing judges. Puerto Rico becomes a state. D.C. becomes a state. Military funding vanishes. Universal health care is implemented. College becomes free. Student loan debt is wiped away. Inflation skyrockets. Unemployment soars. Gas prices peak. The Green New Deal gets signed. Mail-in voting is allowed by federal law. All 50 states have to allow it. Voter ID abandoned. Misgendering someone becomes a federal crime. Free speech is gone. Freedom of religion falls shortly thereafter. For those of you saying, no, they couldn't get rid of the First Amendment without a constitutional amendment. The Constitution only applies if the law enforces it. If we lose the Supreme Court through the left packing the Supreme Court, which would happen in this scenario, then the wacko liberal judges can just ignore the Constitution, as they have shown capable of in the past. The judges don't have to follow the Constitution. They swear an oath to uphold the Constitution, but they can ignore it. So there you have it. That's how quickly we lose this country if the left wins the House, Senate, and Presidency, all of which are possible, perhaps unlikely, but possible this election cycle. They only need to hold off a few Senate races and pick up about five House seats and win the presidency. We cannot sit on the bench anymore, my fellow patriots. We need everyone in the game. You know, I was looking at my three-month-old daughter the other day in amazement, and I started to think of all the blessings that I had in my life. 
that led to this moment. This moment where I was staring at my three-month-old daughter, who was smiling and kicking and staring back at me. I started to think about how much my grandparents sacrificed so that I could enjoy this moment. How much my parents sacrificed so that I could experience the wonders of fatherhood. How much did Reagan sacrifice to fight for freedom? Reagan spent over two decades in politics fighting for freedom, speaking out, battling the media and the establishment Republicans at the time. Where would we be today without Ronald Reagan? Where would we be if he decided to just sit around and let the country go? Or how about Donald Trump? Imagine if he lost in 2016. Imagine if he decided to never get into politics. Where would we all be now? How much corruption would still be uncovered? Would we even have the Supreme Court? Would all that I mentioned a moment ago have already come to fruition if Donald Trump decided never to run for president? These great men had lots of chances of turning back, only they didn't. They kept going. They were fearless. It's like Yoda says, fear is a path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Does that remind you of the radical left these days? Full of hate, as I talked about in previous episodes? Train yourself to let go of all that you fear to lose. Great men like Trump, Reagan, these patriots are fearless leaders. There are a lot of great leaders in our movement, my friends. What keeps us going is each other. They try to silence us so that we don't know that there are others like us who think like we do, but there are. And the more we talk, the more our voice is heard, and thus more people are drawn to us and are encouraged to stand behind us, to speak up with us. That is why it is paramount to speak up and stand out, especially in times where it is increasingly difficult to do so. Train yourself to let go of all that you fear to lose. I tell you, it makes me feel guilty for just living my peaceful life without risking any of my possessions, anything that I have. Why should I have the privilege of being uninvolved while reaping the benefits of those who have given up so much? Why should I risk nothing of mine while these great men endure what they have over the last few decades? Like Reagan and Trump. Reagan famously said, Evil is powerless if the good are unafraid. I know the left is crazy. I know they protest and shame and attack people who oppose them. I know they are filled with hate. Are you afraid of them? We cannot be. We must be fearless. Reagan continued on this speech. Will you and I have a rendezvous with destiny 
will preserve for our children this the last best hope of men on earth, or will sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. We are at war with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind, and it has long climbed from the swamp to the stars. And it's been said if we lose this war, and in so doing lose this great way of freedom of ours, history will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent it from happening. Ain't that the truth? The fate of this country hangs by a thread. You know this to be true. I've said on my social media account that the 2024 election could be freedom's last stand, and after showing you how quickly and easily that could happen, and all the events that will likely happen afterwards, you better believe it will happen if we fail this time around. It could come down to one House seat, one Senate seat, one swing state at the presidential level, one county, one voice that didn't speak up or speak out when they had the ability to. It could come down to one vote, and you better believe that it could. You better approach November 5th, 2024, like if one person that you know doesn't vote, we lose everything. That's how we need to play. This is one big reason why I started this podcast. But I will not stop there. I've got something coming up. Something kind of big. It is going to require a lot of my time, money, and energy. And I need to focus on it. So I'm going to put aside the podcast until it is complete. Two to three months. I'll be back, and this time, much bigger and much better. July 4th is when I plan to return. I need to focus on the task at hand. I'll still be on social media with updates and commentary over this time period. But it's going to need about three months. I've long considered myself a soldier of truth on this political battlefield. A soldier of truth in the trenches of politics. And I'm telling you, every voice matters. My friends and family have long encouraged me to keep going on the path that I'm on. While the project I'm working on and seek to complete over the next few months will be a big step forward for me, and hopefully for our movement. So I want to thank all of you for your support. The podcast is coming back July 4th of this year. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America.